Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one, except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back, your favorite time of the week, guys of a certain age, Robbie Koblenz, behind the mic, in studio, alongside Art Shirley. And Jay Reed. I didn't have a witty uh, intro this time. Sorry, guys. Okay. I, I failed. I absolutely failed. But we're coasting to episode 300. <laughs> yeah, we really are. We're, you know, what's really funny is uh, I got a text from Cousin Mervin this week. I forgot to put this week's episode uh, up. Yeah, I, got, I heard from Michael. Did you? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought we have listeners. We have listeners. We have yeah. at least three listeners. Uh-huh. So, and uh, But your mom didn't Your mom didn't say anything, did she, Jay? Uh, not to me, no. Yeah. I we, did uh, share it on Facebook and make sure. Yeah, I saw yeah, the tag. I, didn't yeah. I, I didn't. Your name doesn't. Are you still on Facebook? Yeah. Are we still friends? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I saw you put it up. Okay. Good. Maybe I blocked you yeah. inadvertently. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, that was kind of funny that I didn't put yeah. it up in time. But uh, that's way it goes. So let's jump into some geeks of the week. I want to go first because Again. of course, what a new trend. I, you know what? I've got the record button, so. I think so, I made him nervous because I've said too much lately. Yeah, like, you have. We're I'm going to make sure I talk this episode. That's right. That's right. So did you guys hear what um, Disney and Fox and uh, was it Warner Brothers have decided to do? No. For sports? I'm going to pull oh, it up. Oh, interesting. So um, a couple of days ago, as we recorded, ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery said they are building the Sports Super App. Ah, so they're going to go together. They're going to own each a third, and they're going to put all their sports properties in one location to stream. Okay, it doesn't give you CBS, so you know the Super Bowl goes from place to place. It doesn't give you um, NBC. Didn't give you NBC, but there's not much left in NBC right. anymore. So how? So since Disney currently owns ESPN, does that mean that's where that will go? All the ESPN stuff. I wonder if they may create another like a, I, they're going to create a, a new app. a new app. So that will a like, brand new app, not be branded ESPN. It may be something like what Max did. You know, kind of got rid of the HBO. But what I mean, the content that's on ESPN now, which is Legion, is that that will go on this. No, no, yeah. we're talking sports. Which is what ESPN does. Yeah. What'd you say? Legion? <laughs> Legion was a show on FX. No, you, no. You Legion, it. like my, I am Legion. Like there's like a lot, a of, lot it. of it. It's a word for a lot. Oh, is that oh, what it is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Jay's gone. So, <laughs> the Legion of Superheroes would be a lot. Yeah, yeah. He's you gone. really are gone. Start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. I Reed. will be heard. Good <laughs> <laughs> have timed that any better. <laughs> So, but understand the question though. I mean, yes. ESPN is is the sports app which Disney owns. So, if Disney is going to put all their sports on another super app, does that mean all of yeah. ESPN? All content? the ESPN. It's going to be all. It's going to be the, yeah, yeah. And okay. it's it's been talked about as a as basically ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers. So, because uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has got the uh, NBA on TNT. Okay. Uh, okay. They've got parts of March Madness, but CBS is the uh, rights yeah, holder for the NCAA tournament. Right. So that's going to get a little sticky. Um, Fox, and then Fox has a lot of you know football and stuff. Yeah, so, football, yeah. Major and, League Baseball, right. uh-huh. um, and then ESPN's got everything else. Yeah. So who has the soccer stuff or football? Uh, that's uh, NBC. Okay, that's NBC. Yeah. Uh, EPL is uh, English Premier League. Yeah, is uh, is NBC, and that's been. Does a, Apple have some of that too? 
Apple's got MLS, Major League Soccer. Okay. And they have also got a deal for a Friday night baseball game of the week. Okay. So, but... Um, and yeah. we don't know if this, this new sports app will be branded ESPN or I, have some whole new thing to it. I, and I yeah. would think it'd probably have something... If you guys will recall, Hulu started as a cooperative live streaming app or a, not a live, but a, hey, you can watch this on Hulu tomorrow after it airs live right. uh-huh. on terrestrial television. And just recently, uh, Disney bought out the remaining partnership gotcha. for whoever Hulu was, I think maybe Fox. Well, they bought Fox. It was It was Disney, Fox, and then somebody else. And when they bought Fox, when Disney bought... 20th Century Fox. Which included FX, FX, yeah. so, XX, and all so that So they stuff. got like yeah. two-thirds of it. Uh-huh. They bought the remaining one-third. I mean, right. the percentages are probably mm-hmm. different. But anyway, this is the this is probably where we're going. You know, the, yeah. the super app we've talked about to be able to get everything in one place. So um, if I'm a ABC or, or Fox affiliate, I've got to be a little upset because you're going to bypass one of my major revenue streams by live sports because that's, mm-hmm. for me, that's the only reason I watch Fox Network or I watch CBS or, or ABC is for live sports. Mm-hmm. I do not watch them for anything else. I mean, what about you guys? So, well, I, know, I mean, I'm watching the live stuff. Well, on, on those stations through YouTube TV, so I'm still streaming yeah. in a sense, but it'll come off of there, huh? If they, I don't know that it, I don't know that it will come off of there, but I think they're offering a a a app that you would pay sixty bucks a month for yeah. to have all the sports. And for those of us like myself who don't watch any live television except for mm-hmm. sports, yeah, I would probably ditch YouTube TV and pick this up. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. So it, it's it's interesting how the. Um, how the convergence is starting to happen. Um, so I'm interested in the technical aspects of this. What's this service going to be called? Who's, who's servers, what pipelines are you going to be using? Cause mm-hmm. you're talking about, I mean, that's a lot of data yeah. to come through one app. I mean, that is a ton of live HD data. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating. That concerns me. I, 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 I think there'll be some pushback depending on how it plays out and what it looks like at the end. Because you got so many, um, I mean, this is very general, so many Americans that maybe don't have the the income to buy every streaming service that comes along. Yeah. and But those same people are watching football. They're watching baseball. They're watching NASCAR. I mean, all those things, if all that is – taken away and you have to pay I, 60 bucks a month to I see it that's i don't think it's going to be taken away from live terrestrial broadcast so i don't think you're like going to lose the fox affiliate will still be broadcasting a NFL. football game yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah it's what i believe yeah. is going to happen i mean that's kind of what's been implied that the network affiliates are not going to lose their live so if you had youtube live or if you had hulu live one of those that you were using as your cable replacement mm-hmm. and Fox or CBS, well, CBS wouldn't count, but Fox or ABC is running some sporting event. That will still show through your local affiliate. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Either through but cable, you, antenna, or your streaming service. But if you choice. don't want to pony up $80 a month for that, and all you care about is live right. sports. Yeah, which is what you said you are. You I know, yeah. yeah, I got you. So okay. this could be a 40 or $50 yeah. app that's going to save mm-hmm. you 20 bucks. That's so. true. Well, I mean, I, when you think back, I, that's pretty much why we got the YouTube TV. Yeah. And that's... 
And then I if, think what else we may have watched, which is very little. And yeah. then if you put rabbit ears up uh, to be able to get your local terrestrial mm-hmm. stations, you're probably covered across the board. Huh. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's very very interesting. Um, it's 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 going to be curious to see what happens. So um, bye bye Directv. I mean, this is kind of probably they lost uh, NFL Sunday Ticket to YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they're losing, they've lost, I mean, I was a direct TV customer for 20 years. And when I left, they tried nothing at all to try to get me back yeah. or to stay. So I just, I think it's pretty, but do you think we're going to reach the point where things that people feel like things are too overpriced? And then, I mean, I'm looking at, have any, any either of y'all op, uh, ponied up for, uh, the extra two or $3 for Amazon prime movies that just popped up for the first time when i watched reacher the other night yeah not yet i'm i don't watch enough on amazon prime to be irritated by it yet um but at one point you know yeah i i might we have and it it, and and sometimes you'll watch something there's not a commercial in it at all or they'll have one at the beginning like they you know they do but watching uh i can't remember what we were watching but they would just throw a commercial in randomly so there's no you know there's no real place for the com- even though there may be a place for the commercial they're not matching it to that place yeah yeah so that i think like of- we watched an episode of reacher and i think it had two commercials in it yeah and it didn't really disrupt it just kind of okay well, i want to hop up for a second and grab a yeah refill like we do but yeah I mean, i'm just not pausing it when i'm needed i'm just going when i can so anyway yeah it, like we used we'll to see. do it, like we used to do in commercials. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's right. Yeah. It, it is going to be a paradigm shift. So, mm-hmm. uh, to me, this is disruptive. This is where we've been trying to get to. I guess mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, you're still going to spend a hundred to one hundred twenty dollars a month on entertainment options, right? Mm-hmm. Between your YouTube Live or your Hulu Live, your various streaming services, right? Um, and if you add in an internet access, which really that's, I mean, that's going to be anywhere from 40 to 80 bucks. I mm-hmm. mean, you're going to be spending a fair amount of money, right? you know, across the board. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting world, but I found that just incredibly fascinating. We could have made this our second segment. It's probably <laughs> what we should have done. So, but, uh, anyway, but that's my geek of the week and probably my geek of the month because I think that's going to really change things for, for streaming. So good. Who's next? Uh, all a different type of streaming, OTR streaming, uh, which is one of my go-to apps for uh, old-time radio. Ah, has uh, thought you were saying over the road, <laughs> over the road, over the hill. It would maybe be more appropriate, but uh, it's it's one that you is kind of a uh, radio shows on demand. As a, there are some services you get that uh, different websites or streaming locations will will do something, and it's kind of you listen to whatever's coming on. So it's, it's, it's similar to the way you would listen to a, uh, a radio show in the, or any kind of show on uh, terrestrial TV, <laughs> but uh, or terrestrial radio, and you hear it when it comes on. Uh, OTR Streamer is, uh, has just thousands of shows, you know, divided into the genre, and then they have the different runs of the shows, and whatever's available, they would get, and you could stream them, you can download them. Uh, you could li- so you could listen to a whole series if you wanted to, uh, you know, and, and do that. But you could do it on on your schedule, your time. And uh, Apple has said they can't be on their store anymore, and so uh, because they're afraid of copyright violations. I think some of these things and a lot of these things are public domain, but uh, they're worried about some type of copyright infringement. So even though it's been on the Apple Store since the beginning, 
they're wanting to pull it off of there. And the, the folks that run it, you know, they don't have the resources to fight or to do something different with it. So it's kind of a, it, for now, I mean, you can still use it, you know, until some update takes it off for you, but it is still there. But uh, it's kind of, a, like I said, it was a, a sad day for the uh, other uh, old time radio geeks that are on Facebook pages that I frequent. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are we going to do with this? But uh, it's a, and my thought is, you know, they're probably going to try to find a way to monetize this, which, you know, you know, do that. But in uh, Apple and the, the corporate folks are, but I think what's going to happen is you're going to find even more and more people that, you know, have no idea what kind of really quality entertainment was out there uh, and being produced, you know, back in the thirties and, and, you know, for till the late sixties, early seventies. So would you be willing to pay a subscription? Yeah, I think I probably would be. Now, again, I'm not going to pay, you know, uh, $10 or something for it, but maybe a couple of dollars a month or whatever for it. Uh, I've ponied up and got the the higher-end version of the app that allowed me to download multiple copies of something. And, of course, you can find these things on websites without going to the apps, but the convenience of the app and the organization of the, the tool is really good. I just saw this. This is Marshall Ramsey's latest this is hilarious. Marshall Ramsey, who is one of my favorite cartoonists, he and Art Shirley, a wife, go. a wife is telling her husband, "Hey, Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day are on the same day." He says, "You can't spell Valentine's without Lent." She says, "If you give me ashes, you're dust." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It is. He's clever. He's very clever. And a commentary on what I was just saying. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, I, I sent you guys in our group chat the um, the the old pulp uh, yeah, science yeah, fiction yeah. Mm-hmm. magazines that you could get two for like ten bucks a month yeah. or something like that. And they're actually the magazines. Somebody's they're, just got a closet full of them that he's, he's got a of. ton of them. Who yeah. would do that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you can monetize your hey yeah. Jay Reed crap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And you, they're just random, though, right? He yeah. like pulls two from the, the whatever the stack yeah. is. So it could be that's analog. Very interesting. It could though. be. Yeah. Yeah. I could, used to have some of those. Yeah. You know. I did too. Mm-hmm. I had a subscription to um, analog. Yeah. For analog. Years. Did so. you get that through the? Wasn't that like a perk or something through the science fiction book club? No. Remember that? I didn't get that as a perk. I paid for an analog subscription. So. Okay. I think I actually got it, you know, instead of the tote bag, you know, or you can get a year's worth of analog or yeah. whatever the, the little I'm, Reader's Digest size magazine, it seemed like they were sending out at the time. Yeah. Analog. Yeah. Analog yeah. is, that's what, yeah. Yeah. yeah you had uh, Isaac Asimov science fiction. You had analog. You had science fiction and fantasy magazine. Those yeah. were kind of the I think three. you could choose between those three and yeah. I got analog. Was it like stories? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes like they're serialized. Stories? Okay. Yeah. So you may, you know, you, this is kind of typical of the pulps. You would get a chapter. This is Edgar Rice Burroughs started out mm-hmm. with serialized versions of his novels. But that's what it is. You would either get, if it's a short story, you get the whole thing. But if it's like a novel or a novella, you may get a chapter or two chapters and then okay. make sure you get, you know. And so, they would be staggered. So you like you yeah. couldn't get a year's worth and have everything that, you know, that end of your subscription would be like there's three or four stories yeah. hanging on that you had to go. So you had to re-up your subscription. Werner Vinge had a um, um, a novella called The Peace War, which I just loved. Mm. And I kept the four issues that it was in. 
And when I wanted to read the Peace War, I'd go back to yeah. analog and read them. And then he since wrote two other sequel novellas, and I've got the the collection. Okay, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I really liked analog. Yeah, analog Dragon magazine for Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. And uh, what else did I get? You know, but the science fiction book club. I miss the science fiction book yeah. club. You oh, know, man, I would stack up. <laughs> yeah, the compendiums that they had. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, so yeah. I mean, the the artwork was pretty horrible. The Dragon Riders are pruned by Anne McCaffrey. That artwork was just it wasn't the Michael Whelan artwork. No, uh, okay, no, they it had was, some kind of rip off be like oh for the omnibus or whatever yeah, they yeah, did yeah, yeah right okay yeah so but anyway all right you gotta keep, I do yeah you sure yeah okay it's very short can we hear yep I quit I for you to finish <laughs> all of your geeks before we moved on to mine <laughs> because no, he likes that last word the last word yeah so I saw an announcement today this is just minor news for people who have a lot of time on their hands um, the MCU you know has they've put out a list of the timeline of the I movies saw this. that you watch from beginning in well now they've taken all the TV shows and broken them up into seasons and inserted the TV seasons into the timeline wow so you could go from you know whatever Captain America to like whatever. Agents of Shield, uh-huh, all yeah. that, all that is. I don't uh, think Agents. Of it, Shield. it may not be Agents of Shield, but the Netflix shows. Oh, were okay, in there. yeah, there was just all the anything MCU because they were like you watch this and you watch season two of Punisher fits right here okay. and all that. So I just thought that was interesting. I wish I had time to do that to watch I, all that. Yeah, just yeah. To start it from from finish to end, but. Wait, that's the same thing. From beginning to end. You've got time for that. <laughs> I'll do that right now while we're talking. Um, hmm. I, obviously, I'll never yeah. sit and watch it from the beginning. But uh, I know, I think, I don't think it was, I think Jacob took Lindsay's wife. I think they started from, with the movies mm. anyway. Yeah. Went, went, did the timeline. I think Charlie, my son-in-law, tried to take Lauren through the Star Wars sequence but i'm not sure they ever made it oh really through. yeah okay so i'm trying i'm looking at the list there's no agents of shield okay yeah they also include the one shots as well which is oh yeah so uh but yeah i am groot season one i am groot season two is in there so wow and i guess all that's on disney plus right yeah that's that's the thing they're saying it's all on on disney plus but i don't see agents of shield anywhere no what's the uh, what's the the agent, the lady agent's name, um, Agent Carter. 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 She's yeah. in there, right? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's, that's probably what I saw. Yeah. When I so yeah, it was the same production house that did her series. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, no. The Marvel Studios one shot Agent Carter's in there, but, but not, not the, the series. series. Oh, okay. The series was so great. Yeah, I thought it was really good too. So that and Agents of Shield is missing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That'll yeah. be next year's geek. Yeah. You added you, Agents of Shield. You've got Daredevil, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Iron Fist is in there, but not Agent Carter. Or Agents yeah. Of Shield. Yeah. Um, I need to go back and watch Daredevil. I didn't, I never finished season three of Daredevil. I can't remember if I did or not. So, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, you got a quick regrettable? I got a quick regrettable from this, her. This, oh, wait. It's uh, time for. It's time for Jay's Regrettable Superheroes? Yeah, Heroes. or Jay's Regrettable Segment. It, it Jay's var- Regrettable Segment. Thank it, you, It Jay. varies from episode to Let's episode. Let's try this again. <laughs> it's time for Jay's Regrettable Segment. There you go. Thank Brought you. Brought to you by Flomax. Brought to you by Flomax. 
Oh, boy. So this week's regrettable superhero from the book of regrettable superheroes is another doctor. We had a doctor last episode. Who shall um, remain nameless. Who shall remain nameless and forgotten. Uh, this was Dr. Vampire. Oh. Dr. Vampire. And this one is sort of an oxymoron in a sense. Now, just the, they don't know who created it. It was a one-issue deal that yeah. never appeared again uh, in Skyrocket Comics number one in 1944. Uh, the hero's name is Dr. John Rogers and just decided he needed to quit his lucrative practice yeah. and uh, fight the murderers who are killing the world, which is vampires. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he decides to become a vampire killer. His weapon seems to be a heavy pointed walking stick. That's it. No superhero powers. No nothing. He just... And yet he calls himself Dr. Vampire. That's the sort of oxymoron. He is the yeah. doctor. He is Dr. Vampire, but he fights vampires. Oh. Yeah. So they, yeah, they, he did make a, uh, the author made a comment. He said, imagine a Nazi fighting superhero naming himself Dr. Nazi, Nazi. <laughs> or a Captain Crime who battled criminals, that sort of yeah. thing. So that's, that's the idea here. So, um, or like the lawyer who calls himself Mr. DUI. <laughs> Right. So that's that's pretty much it. He he had one issue. He didn't make it, and I think we can all agree that, that this one was regrettable. Regrettable. Very regrettable. Okay. So we'll we'll keep it quick on that one. Yeah. All right. So up next, we're going to talk aliens, and we're back. And I brought up a subject to the guys that I want to kind of discuss a little bit. I've been rewatching the Alien saga. So I went back and watched um, the original 1979 Ridley Scott Alien, which was great. Just yes. masterful. Yes. Even though I have a hard time with the dude in the alien costume with some of the shots because I've seen the behind the scenes so much uh-huh. that it's like it looks like a dude in a costume. So anyway. Um but suspenseful, really well done. Watch the sequel by James Cameron, Aliens. Of course, there's the legendary pitch meeting of how Cameron goes in after Terminator to the guys at 20th Century Fox and says, here's my idea for a sequel to Alien. And he writes Alien, then he puts a dollar symbol at the end. <laughs> and then that. just yeah. walks out, Aliens. So, yeah. Which is great. Completely different flick. Then I tried to put off Alien 3 as long as possible, went back and watched Prometheus, which took place 60-odd years before Alien. Uh Which is also Ridley Scott. Which is Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. And then um, he directed... I don't think he wrote that, but he directed it. He had a heavy creative hand in that. And they explored the um, mythology of the engineers, which was this proto-human race that Mm -hmm. may or may not have created mankind. Um, And then there is Alien Covenant, which... Ridley Scott produced but did not direct that was an indirect sequel to Prometheus mm-hmm. and it was okay it wasn't yeah. that good it was more like I've seen that once and can't even really remember too much about it other than we see David yeah and, uh, and Walter yeah yeah so um, there was supposed to be a third alien movie in that trilogy that's going to get you to present day alien because this all takes place between 50 and 70 years prior to the original Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that got nixed because Covenant was kind of a it, it was kind of a bust. Yeah. Um, but there is talk there. There's a production right now of a new alien series. I think it's going to be on probably end up on Hulu. It's an FX property, I believe called alien Romulus. Mm. And so 
this takes place between alien and aliens. There's a 60-year gap there. And it's going to ignore Prometheus and Alien Covenant, all that backstory with the engineers, everything that was built there. Because the at, at the end of the day, the, the alien beast was basically a biological weapon. Mm-hmm. And that's the engineers developed it and it got out of control. So... My question to you guys, well, Art, would you watch Would you watch an Alien series that's going to ignore Prometheus and Alien Covenant? Um, I mean, of course, you've watched all the Alien versus Predators. Yeah. As an Alien fan, does that bother you that they're going to basically rewrite what the guy who came up with the idea said? Not, not really. Not, I mean, the, the thing is, the, the movies still exist. I can still go back and watch them anytime I want to. Uh, and then when I saw the original Alien, I had no, there was no, you know, concept of this backstory in there anyway. And I enjoyed it and enjoy it still, you know, as a standalone movie. I also enjoyed the the sequel Aliens very much. Uh, so, no, revisiting that world without there being any kind of acknowledgement to that, that that's fine. The, the people in the original movie of Alien don't know anything about what happened in Prometheus and Covenant. And, yeah. and you didn't need to know it. So I, th- I don't have a problem with that at all. And again, we can say it's canon or not canon, but that's just kind of a, you know, a concept that we use for storytelling or, and really fans use it more so than writers use it. I mean, Ridley Scott goes, well, the movies are still here. Yeah. So whether you choose to ignore them or not, you know, that's, that's up to you. Did you see Alien 3? Yeah. Yeah. I own all, I own all of them in a box set. So you yeah. own them all, including yeah. um, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. So Alien, Alien Three is, is is the one that uh, that people want to forget about because it it kills all these beloved characters, yeah. uh, except for for Ripley, and then of course, but uh, it does kill Ripley it, at the end. Yeah. But it starts off with everybody who survived, yeah, uh, aliens uh, is is gone, and, it's a, and it takes place in a this prison thing. It's 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 very you know unalien esque. It's not a bad movie. It's not, you know it's a nice little jump scare horror movie but it, it doesn't feel like either one of the first two movies i got through it uh directed by david fincher yes which was his first major yeah. directorial mm-hmm. endeavor yeah he doesn't claim it at all right so i don't know if there's a david fincher cut out there but um i would like to see what yeah. he tried to do has charles dance in it who came on who played later, rock what's that played rock no 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 yeah. i'm sorry you that's charles dance the, yeah the, i can't remember the guy's name who's the uh, Afro American guy that played Rock, like, yeah, he's the main, really the lead with Ripley. But yeah, Charles Dance is uh, who became uh, famous for Tyrion uh, for Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For mm-hmm. a Lannister, yeah. Pace I forgot he was in that. Yeah. yeah, and then four, you know, has um, it, the the main thing I like about watching four is one of the first uh, movies made with a virtual set. Yeah, so everything was shot on a green screen and all the set is is a computer generated or, or created somehow. Uh, I mean, you can see it, but, uh, but it's, that was kind of cool. But otherwise the story is, and that's when she kind of ends up breeding with an alien and creating a, you know, half human, half. So I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the middle. I've started Sorry, watching did I spoil it. That no, you? no, I knew that I'd, yeah. I'd seen it before. I knew that there was a hybrid there. Yeah. Um, because they somehow salvaged her DNA after she mm-hmm. plummeted into a molten lead pool yeah. mm-hmm. and killed herself as she was giving birth to an alien, yeah. you know, in Alien 3. Um, so, did you like Alien 4? 
It was okay. But again, to me, I mean, it's like watch them as a completist, you know, to make yeah. sure they're all there and, 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 and see them. Sometimes I will go back to them and watch them again just to kind of remind myself of, of what they were like. But Alien, the first movie, is one, like I said, it's just one of my favorite movies of all time, regardless of genre, whatever. It's just one of my favorites. I love Aliens as well. We've talked about this before, how it's just such a, it was a great idea to do that alternate take on it, do something completely different rather than trying to recapture the things. So I watched, I watched both of those over and over again. Game I, over, man. Yeah, Game I, over. I very rarely go back to three or yeah. four. Yeah. And I probably would be more likely to go back to four, but it just feels like they feel like a, a different franchise. To they me. do. They yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So a little Doctor Who note, even though I haven't talked Doctor Who in a while. So you have John Hurt in Alien, uh-huh. who plays the War Doctor. And then Paul McGann, who is the seventh, the eighth Doctor is in Alien 3. He's he's on the prison planet. Most of his stuff got cut, but you can still see him from... He's one of the... He survives like midway till Mm -hmm. midway through. So, um, I like the... um, One of the things I loved about Cameron's Aliens was that you got to see more of the advanced world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love Paul Reiser's character. But but anyway, that's not necessarily what I wanted to to talk about to take take that route. But Jay, what do you remember of Alien? Very little. Very little. I I probably only watched the first one. I might have watched the second one, but I have no memory of it. Yeah. But I want to ask you just the question that you're kind of getting to talking about the retcon or whatever, are they, is the series going to say that these other movies were wrong and create a different backstory I, yeah. or just ignore I think, it completely? I like, think it's going to either, it's probably going to ignore it, maybe create a new backstory for, for Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And um, that's just kind of, that's the rumor. That's mm-hmm. kind of what yeah. one I of mean, those I mean, I don't have a big saying. dog in the hunt, but I would think that it's, that there'd be two different things. If they just ignore it and don't talk about it, that's yeah. one thing. But if they say, well, here's the real backstory, yeah. you know, that would be, I don't know, disrespectful. But yeah. to me that they've already, they've already done that. They've already taken the character and done different things with the character. They, the alien has changed uh-huh. over the, over the movies. I mean, you went to alien and predators, you have, you know, just all these different things that have taken, um, you know, the what Ridley Scott's you know creation was and and changed it. So I don't know that that's any more, you know, uh, offensive to the writer than it would be. I mean, you know, th- than it would be if they said, "Oh, well, these movies don't exist." Well, of course they exist. Yeah, and, you know, they're there. So well, it could be that he just he's mm-hmm. just happy that people are still wanting to do yeah. things yeah. with his character. Mm-hmm. Well, does he get a cut? Uh, I don't know that he gets a cut. You know, I don't know what his his stake in it. I don't think he's got a straight ownership stake in it. I think it's a 20th Century Fox piece. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and again, that's also part of the thing too. You're you're doing a, basically work for hire, so it's not your you know particular. I mean, maybe your creation, but you know, then people could say we well, look at all the 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 movies that went before that you're pulling from to create this, how much of it is, is truly original. I mean, you know, it's, it's basically a monster movie, you know, Mm -hmm. is what the first one is, but it's just very well done, you know, very well produced. And, but I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see the reaction to the, the alien series, a serialized alien would be, would, I'm real interested Mm -hmm. to see how they pull it off because I mean, it's longer form storytelling. Um, I really was digging the whole Prometheus engineer thing. Me too. I thought that was going to be a really good story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked, and, and I wanted to see, 
a trilogy set that was kind of tied more into that movie as opposed to something yeah. that went completely different direction like Covenant did. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because you've got that, that intro scene in Prometheus where you don't know where the engineer is. Yeah. Is he on Earth? Then he takes this thing and he decomposes his body and he becomes, you know, he's he's the the, the, the literal. The genesis. Yeah, the yeah. Adam, uh-huh. the Adam character. Um that was that was just incredibly fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one of the things that the one of the producers of Romulus said they're going to go back to the original Ridley Scott design, well, the um, the Geiger design, uh-huh. and uh, look like the Alien movie Alien as yeah. opposed to kind of the jet black finish sort of thing. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. But, so I'll definitely I'll definitely be in yeah. you know watching that. And you think it'll be on FX or Fox or something? Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, that may change a few times or two. So, But what I'm hearing from you guys is you're not that emotionally invested in what Ridley Scott, the creator, has done. You'll yeah. watch whatever comes what, out. What I have more I trouble with... watch whatever comes yeah, out. Yeah. What I have more trouble with is, and this is done by the creator, is like you look... Uh, the, the, the franchise, not the actual creator, but uh, uh, you know what George Lucas, you know, did with the original Star Wars trilogy, where we can't go back and see what we originally saw, yeah. and you know, unless you've got. Actually, I lied to you. It's been pivoted to a movie. It was originally a series. A series. Now it's okay. going to be a movie. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to be. Yeah. So it's a Disney piece because oh, they own. Okay. They own. So maybe you, will we have an alien princess if it's a Disney. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and to your point, though, I mean, I want to see the theatrical version of Star Wars. Yeah, and hand shot first. Yeah, that's you know. right. Uh, I mean, I, I, he as the creator of that that property certainly had any right to do what he was, whatever he wanted to do with it. But I think we should still be able to see the original versions of it, you know. And then, of course, he ran into the same thing with the, you know, the sequel trilogy where they took his his characters and ideas and completely changed them. And, I, you know, I think as fans, we have our own reactions to that sequel trilogy as a, as a, um, as a creator of that. I'm sure he has a very definite opinion of what they did, but at the end of the day, he sold them. You know, what was it John Grisham said when he started selling his, his novels to, yeah. you know, the film rights? He says, Basically, you're you're giving it away. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. you have no say so any yeah. longer. And so. Stephen King, same way. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the, he's never been happy, or maybe only rarely been happy with adaptations of his work. I think he was happy with The Shining, wasn't he? No, he hated The Shining. Did he the hate The Shining? Shining? Yeah, yeah, that was okay. the one that you hear about him hating okay. the most. Yeah, yeah, um, because they completely changed the ending of it, and uh, yeah, and and Kubrick. I mean. You've got two masterpieces, the book and the movie. How's but, the how's the um, movie, how are the books different than the movie? In the uh, movie, uh, you know, that everything happens because it freezes. Yeah. In the, in the book, there's a boiler that Jack has to keep going and watching and turning it down the whole time, turn it down. And so um, at the end of the book, he's so distracted trying to kill everybody and by all the ghosts that are there that he forgets to do the boiler and then... You know, I think Danny is also helping keep him preoccupied. You see some of that in uh, Doctor Sleep. Gotcha. Because they go back and they they use the boiler to explode the thing. Then so, yeah. So they took they took the which apparently Stephen King was a big fan of of what they did with Doctor Sleep, uh, and also the way that they were able to be true to both the movie and to the original book. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. 
All right. I think that's going to do us. Jay, do you have any final words? I don't have any final words today, but thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to talk in this segment that Art and I have been talking about. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time around.